Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good day. You are listening to the Ugly Quacking Duck Podcast. Oh, thank you for tuning in to the Ugly Quacking Duck Podcast. This is Bruce, and we're here again with part four of the conversation we had with Murray, the man I call Yoda. We're going to talk a little bit this time about his family and other things. So I hope you stick around and enjoy it with us. Um, for those that are dedicated and have come back often, thank you. For the new listeners, hey, thanks for showing up. I hope you take something away of this episode and you'll come back for more. And remember, share the episode with people. Share this podcast so people can enjoy it with us. So without further ado, we're going to start part four. And we're back from the break, and uh, again, you guys don't notice how long we're gone. But, yeah. uh, we had a good break. Yeah. It's kind of com- comical yeah. during the break. Uh, yeah. I wish we could record that. We didn't break anything. Why do they call it a break? Because uh, we, I don't know. We broke away from our the, audience. Yeah, the regular. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're back, like Bruce yeah. said. Yeah. So uh, Back in the saddle again. Yes. All right. Murray's got a. Uh, that's a Roy Rogers thing, isn't it? Yeah. Back and Roy Rogers. I think so. Dale Epps. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, I haven't watched them in a long time. They used to be on TV. Yeah. Um, well, he's dead, you know. He's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was so his trigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're not too far behind. Yeah, I'm not thinking about that though. I got a reprieve the, uh, a couple of years ago, so I should have been, but... Yes, you did. I, yeah. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, me too. That we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And boring boring our listening audience yeah. to death with my, my stories, but yeah. go, let's pick Your up... Your life. You look so darn comfortable. I'm, I am comfortable now. I'm leaning, I'm leaning over my mic, and you're the, just Our audience laid doesn't know, but I, this is my third chair I've sat in. Yeah. It looks... You look good. I'm, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah got the mic. I need to take. You know a what they people tell the people they look good. You know, usually in a casket. Well, yeah. uh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, you know my take on that, don't you? I think we can talk about that. It's not about the format you wanted, but I just hate it when somebody comes in to, you know. Well, uh, you tell uh, me about that while I switch chairs. Okay, when uh, somebody comes into. Uh, funeral parlor they come to say their last respects and they walk up to the casket and say oh he looks so good so natural well why in the world is he dead then if he looks that good that's what i want to know i want people to come in and look at you my body and say their goodbyes to me i want them to walk up and go oh my gosh look at he looks terrible oh he's oh no wonder he died I, that's what I want. I don't want somebody to say, he looks good. You know what? If I'm still around when that happens, Murray, I'll tell you what. I'll do you a favor. I'll come in and say, you're the ugliest guy I've ever seen. There you go. <laughs> I would I would appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I think I'm if going, I remember. I'm going to, if I have time, I'll write notes, take notes in a little envelope, put everybody that I think might show up at the funeral, put their names on them, and leave a little note inside as to what I really thought about them when I was alive. There you go. Yeah. Would that be that might not be good though? Right? Might not be a good way to get in heaven. No, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to get excelled. 
yeah. expelled from heaven. When you oh. get there and um, they open up the book, a bunch of letters will fall out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, somebody put those in there. That wasn't <laughs> You can't lie. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're recording. Okay. I just, okay, I know. Yeah, well, let's uh, get back to whatever. You can take this out if you want. No, it's good. I it, mean, you know, <laughs> it's real life. You know, it is. This is real life. Yeah, yeah. it is. This is what this is what we're talking about. Yeah. People get to know us that way. Yeah, watching us hobble across the yard to go get a drink. Yeah. Neither one of us. If, if one of us would fall, both of us would fall because yeah. I'm I'm holding on to Bruce and Bruce is holding on to me. Yeah. It's terrible. Old age is fun. It, oh, we can talk about old age if you want. I Not have really. A, <laughs> I have a take on old age too. Yeah. Um, I it, it happened all at once. I mean, we was both real. Yeah. Lively is that how you say that? Yeah. And then one day it just what who flipped the switch? You That's know. That's exactly. That's when I wake up every morning. I say, well, why didn't that hurt yesterday? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It hurts today. Yeah, and you know, I used to hear um, other people talk about stuff like that, and I couldn't comprehend what they were talking about. And I'm sure it's the same way with our listeners. That are young. Yeah. You know, we just sound like a bunch of goofy old people, but uh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. You can't avoid it. I remember if a young person is listening, I can remember when I was younger, 20s, 30s, 40s, even 50s. I mean, I stopped playing roller hockey when I was almost 50 years old, played every Sunday. But I remember you go to a restaurant or you go somewhere and you'll watch an elderly person and they'll push their chair back to get up. Right. And they're yeah. up real slow. They push up real slow. They stand there for a while and they might move around, wiggle their hips as best they can, and then, you know, stomp their feet, get the feeling back in their feet, and then they take off walking. Yeah. yeah. And I always wondered, what in the world is wrong with that guy? You know? And that's what we did a while and ago. And exactly what you do now when yeah. when I get up. You don't I don't just pop out of that chair and take off running. You know, you gotta stop and yeah. Oh, this leg's working. This other one's working. You know, you know, and you rub your butt for a second, and then you take off. Yeah, it's you know, numb, it's, and it's yeah, it's just yeah. And that one leg I've got doesn't work after I've sat for a little while. It just it just don't work. Yeah, and nobody tells you that in the book of life. Yeah, how it's all gonna End come up, down? Yep. Yeah, ridiculous, terrible. Yeah, I had something important to say, and I just now forgot. So. I guess we'll move on. I mean, I don't have to work anymore. I'm retired. Yeah, that's no fun. That's uh, well, I I have been. Well, we'll talk about that later. Okay, that's another. That's towards the end of this. Yeah, we do have kind of a list to keep us organized, yeah. but we don't have to stick to it. Well, we're not. <laughs> so we've Let's accomplished about, that. We've went through your young and your career. So yeah. Let's talk about your family. My family. Okay, what do you want to move on? How many, let's see, kids? Uh, well, do you want to cover marriages? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I know you put an S on the end of that, Mr. Venters. <laughs> and yes, I've had a few marriages. We don't have to talk about them, though, because... Uh, uh, well, I'll just let you know they were all good Okay. in the beginning. Well, you had kids and by all of them, right? Not all of them, no. Um but when you did, that was that was something good to get well, out of the marriage, right? Yes, it was. And all my marriages have involved children. 
Okay. Um, uh, my my first marriage, I had a a, a young man, a, a little boy. His name was Trent, and that's the fighter pilot that I was telling you about. Um, in my second marriage, I had another one with my wife. His name was Brian, and he is a very successful. Uh, now that's the one I met. He worked with yeah, us for a while. He worked for Rent One for a long, long, long yeah. time. One of the best employees Rent One ever had, and. He no longer works for Rent One, but he's uh, works in the car business. Um, he's very successful at what he does as a, in a finance uh, part of uh, car sales at Mercedes in Marion and other another dealership down there as well. Um, but the second marriage came two little kids, two babies, no, as really? a matter matter of fact. Um, and it, as it turns out, their father was not supporting the mother. Uh, I met her, the two kids. I fell in love with the kids, and uh, I guess I fell in love with her because I married her. And then we had Brian, and I ended up adopting those two, Tammy and Scott. Uh, and both of them have gone on to be to do great things. Um, oh, good. Uh, Scott was in the military, was in the army, and um, he earned an award called the Soldier's Medal, which is equal to the Congressional Medal of Honor during war. Yeah. The Soldier's Medal is something they hand out for a peacetime accomplishment. And he actually, he and Brian were on their way back to Fort Bragg, I think it was, where Scott was stationed. And they came upon it. Just happened a car accident on 20, on route just south of uh, just north of Paducah on 24. Okay. And a car turned over in the median, and just as they got there, it caught on fire. Oh my! And um, Brian and his friend stopped every truck on the highway and got the fire extinguisher and fought the fire while Scott managed to finally try to get them get the people out of the car he got the gentleman out but he couldn't get the female the wife out of the car and he had broke the back window open crawled inside the car and told her he thought i'm not leaving i'm staying here till the fire department or rescue people get here so he said so i'll be here with you don't worry we'll we'll get you out and uh in Criming in and out of the car, he heard a noise in the back seat, and it was a baby in the back seat. No car seat, I guess. Uh, and he found the baby on in the floor, wrapped up in a blanket, like oh, good grief! So he saved the baby. He got the baby out, and about uh, that time, the paramedics and the fire department got there, and uh, of course, they made him go. They actually to drag him out of the car uh, because he kept his word that he was going to stay with her right anyway his uh, commanding officer found out about it and they uh, joint chiefs of staff and washington dc they all approved the soldier's medal for him it was a great honor uh i went to the ceremony it was a i think it was a three-star general presented cool. presented uh, the the award and he basically honored me because when it was all said and done 
he gave me his award. I have it in the house. He gave me the medal. And uh, he's, you know, even so, his Army training kicked in, you know, and everything that he was taught in the military, you know, kicked in. And he handled the situation, assessed the situation, handled the situation. He said, really, he said it was, you know, growing up and being raised by someone who loved you and taught you some good values, life values. Right. He said, that's what made the difference in whether I helped that lady or I didn't help that lady. That's and why thought, we call you Yoda. <laughs> it really is. It was, a, it was a big honor for me and for yeah. Scott. And for and Brian and his friend both they got a accommodation from the state for going above and beyond and trying to you know helping save save these people. Well, you think he'll ever listen to this podcast? I don't only if I tell him. Well, if you yeah. tell him, I'm going to say congratulations, awesome job. Yeah, it was a good job. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, that's just a side story. Um, and do was, you love him any more than you I do? don't I love him any more than I do Trent or any less than I do Brian. And my daughter, Tammy, had a very successful career with Walmart, and now she works for Dollar General. And she's getting up there in age, so she's listening to this podcast. She'll be thinking about retirement. Uh, no. Her husband is already retired from the military, so she's not too far far behind but she had a i hope you know it'd be nice if you could retire early enough to enjoy life enjoy your it, kids it and would, your grandkids and yes it would be a, a had i had it to do all over again i would probably set that that goal i would have put more priority on trying to put money back put right. it in a 401k save some money um but growing up and raising kids i wasn't always the Smart. most wealthiest person on the planet you know i had a lot of i thought you were going to say smart you weren't always smart <laughs> we had a, we had some tough times you know we were paycheck to paycheck like everybody else well raising a family is expensive yeah yeah especially if you're raising a bunch of kids because yeah. then that those kids after that wife and went on to get married again and this person also had three kids and guess what lo and behold their father was not in their life either. So here's three more. That's mouths. a more common story. Oh, it's, than it, it's, uh, it's absolutely terrible. I am absolutely all in favor of uh, uh, a man or even a woman, for that matter. You've you got to be responsible for your, right. your, your children. You just can't turn your back on them and walk away because, well, then I don't have any money. Too bad. You know, right. you should have get that some consideration. Um but that's another topic to get into. Um, so now I've got my four original ones, and th now we have three more, uh, Patricia, Zach, and, and Brett. And they've all grown up and got families of their own, and I've kind of lost contact with them. They sort of went on about their own business. Uh, we got them, I got them through high school before their mother and I, we separated, split, split our ways, um, and uh, lo and behold, I met another girl, another woman, and she had two children. <laughs> so, well, that's just a common thing, though. Women, you know, usually have children. Yeah. 
Yeah, so now I'm up to nine, I think. it. I ended up raising, finally, uh, Jamie and uh, and Robbie. Uh, Jamie went on and had a went into the military, and, and uh, everything she's put her hand in and her, put her mind at doing, she's done a good job with. Um, she has a little T-shirt business now, you know, and we have a granddaughter uh, from from Jamie, a beautiful little blonde-headed granddaughter, um, and Robbie. Uh, we put him through McKendree University, and he now teaches and coaches. Uh, he's a coach at Murfreesboro High School. Oh, really? And uh, successful marriage with two little kids. So, matter of fact, I had to write it all down because I couldn't remember. I've got five grandchildren now, and. Four, I think it is, great-great-grandchildren. Awesome. So, now, if you knew when you was raising your, raising your kids how great the grandchildren were going to be, don't you think it would have gave you more patience with your kids because you knew you was going to get a reward? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, the grandchildren are... They're neat. It, They're awesome. Uh, yeah. the, your grandchildren are, I call them hi-bye kids. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, hi, glad, welcome, glad you're here, glad to see you. Well, bye. You're yeah. going home with your mom. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're fun. I right? like spoiling them. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like watching them grow up and see what they turn into, yeah. you know. My yeah. kids the same way, but they've already passed that. But Yes. Yeah, but that's the that's the future. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's so, our future, yeah. and yeah, I, yeah. I worry about them, um, but I don't know if you talk to my children. I don't know that they would say that I was easy on them. Uh, I can't imagine you being easy. Uh, <laughs> they were. We had rules and regulations that had to be followed. You know, the same way with what I did when I was growing up. Right. You know, my dad. Uh, like I, I told you before, he w- went to college and had to leave school to get a job to take care of his mom and sister who had polio, and then he got drafted into World War II. Oh, you know, here no, he was. you didn't mention that. No, here we, I mean, I, we'd be here for months, Ever. months, <laughs> and months, but um, he got drafted into World War II. He was 36 years old. Wow. You know, here's a grown, grown man. And uh, he had to drop, now he's got to drop his working career to go help Uncle Sam, you know. And and maybe that's where my father was always someone that wanted to go to the next level. Whatever he entered at, he always wanted to know what was above that. You know, what can I do above being a route salesman for Coley? Well, you could be a, a, a bottling plant manager, you know. He always wanted to learn, and I so think that's, that's where you got it. I think that's where I picked it up from him. Um, of course, when my dad was growing up, going to college was almost that was the meaning of instant success. If you just had a high school diploma, that wasn't good enough. You had to, you know, it, it, getting a college education was paramount. You had to get right. that done. Um, I disagree with that philosophy now because uh, I ended up getting two college degrees, but actually three um, because I got, I learned all my 
aviation skills in a, in a trade school. Right. And as a matter of fact, going to a trade school, for those people out there that happen to be listening to this, is a wise thing that you can do. If uh, that's what you're geared for. If, yeah. that's, what, if that's what you're, yeah, if, if, you're, if you're good at that. But I remember uh, the first two years at SIU, we studied general studies, and I had English lit and history and anthropology and biology, and I learned all that stuff. I got a what they call a well-rounded education, exactly. You know, yeah. but it didn't teach me anything. Yeah. I wanted to learn something that I could use. take out of that take out of that classroom and use. Right. And so, when I got into aviation, I remember the first class that I took was an electrical class. It lasted four hours in the electrical class. Wow. But when I walked out of that class for the first time in four hours, and now they don't, the electronics in cars nowadays puts it bad, but I knew exactly how an alternator and a regulator on your car operated. I felt confident that I could go out there to my car, take apart the regulator, adjust the points, you know, you're right. Adjust the points on the regulator to adjust the amount of voltage that goes into the battery of my car. What would be a good amount of voltage? You know, I'm probably not making sense to a lot of people, but it was actually something that I could touch and feel and taste, and it was just fantastic. You know, I never thought my English lit class that I don't think I could take anything from English literature other than what I'm doing right now speaking you know but yeah. um well if you'd went on and w did a lot in writing or something like that you know reports yep, yep. that helps yeah. in that but possibly yeah. yeah um but anyway like i said aviation opened up a whole new world for me um uh, so glad that i did it uh, and i did it because on the weekends with don my first wife's father We've flown with him many times. You know, we'd hop in his plane at Carbondale and fly down to Paducah for lunch and fly over to Cape Girardeau for dessert and then fly back home. It just got me into aviation and how everything everything worked. I mean, did you ever get in an airplane and fly and look out at the wing and think to yourself, how is that working? How does that work? How does that keep me up in the air? Why aren't we? We are heavier yeah, why aren't you falling? We are heavier than air, for sure. Why don't we <coughs> fall? Um, it's fantastic. It's fascinating. It's a subject that I love, if you can't tell. Um, but anyway, so that's those are my kids now, and my, you, my you grandkids. you consider that a hobby or? Well, well, aviation was a income then, you know. I That's how I made my money was aviation. And then my father retired from Coca-Cola, but he didn't want to retire completely, so he bought a Western Auto franchise and opened up a Western Auto store in Johnston City. And naturally, he came to me and <laughs> said, would you like to come help me with the Western Auto store? And I was still fairly young at the time. Uh, I was like, 28 i think at the time 28 29 and why not let's it's a new adventure right so i said sure let's just let's i'll do that let's do that well that's, that's a different adventure you hadn't been oh, into that no i hadn't been in sales or yeah. customer relations or 
you know, and Western Auto did everything. If you can remember the Western Auto stores, yeah. we sold tires and batteries and mufflers and tailpipes and light bulbs and screws and nuts and bolts and golly, Department you name it. store. Yeah, it was. And uh, you learn to work with the public. And I think that's where I picked up some of my customer relations and customer communication skills was. I was going to say BS school skills. <laughs> yeah, working with my father. Yeah. And, and, of course, I don't. if you work with your father, my dad was always in management, so I was always the employee. <laughs> and he made that perfectly clear who the boss in the, yeah. in the store was. And <laughs> I took away a little knowledge from that experience as well. But uh, we did that for about four years, and then my father fell ill in health, and I decided I didn't want to keep doing that because everybody that kept coming in the store was a coal miner. And some mine managers that I knew kept coming in there buying stuff from us. Well, there you have it. Episode four of a seven-part series of The Man I Call Yoda. That was the conversation we had with Murray, and I hope you enjoyed tuning in and listening, and I hope you come back. I really do. Until next time, I want to leave you with my website one more time, theuglyquackingduck.wixsite.com forward slash theuglyquackingduck. There you'll find uh, more information about podcasts, some pictures, and you'll also find a comment page which you can click on that page and leave us a comment how you like the show or any suggestions. Hey, whatever you want. If it's good enough to uh, get us to laugh, that would be great. We might even put that on the podcast. Who knows? If you don't want to put it on the podcast, you better leave that in your notes. All right, and our email. Hey, some people still email, right? Our email is... The ugly quacking duck at gmail.com. There you go. Two ways you can leave us messages or leave us ideas or just tell us to shut up. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. But uh, I won't guarantee that last one will work. We probably won't. My wife's been trying to get me to do that for years. It just don't work. I don't know. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show once again. And I want to thank all the listeners for coming back. And for the new ones that's found us, I hope you come back. Just click the follow button. You know, that way you can get notifications when we have our next podcast. All right. Let's see. Do I have anything left that needs to be said? Uh, I covered the email, the website. Yep. I don't have a Lily here to uh, make sure I cover everything, so I have to kind of go over it again and again and again. Stop. Okay, I'll stop. All right, thanks, guys, for being here. I enjoyed it, and I hope you did, too. I'll bid you farewell now, and until next time, 73, and God bless. We'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Ugly Quacking Duck Podcast.